The truth lies in bedtime stories from See Through News. Series 1 The Story of Gunbatar, the only deep sea navigator in Mongolia. Episode 1 Fact, Fiction, and Mongolia. I'm a journalist. I deal in cold, hard facts. I eschew fanciful mendacities. I reject elaborate circumlocutions. I scorn terminological inexactitudes. I get all the wonder I need from the real world. You can keep your fairies, your goblins and dragons. Having said that, the story I'm about to tell you is from Mongolia. Now, Mongolians like a good story, and when you're there, the act of separating fact from fiction can start to appear impolite, disrespectful, even cruel. You may not, until now, have given Mongolia much thought. It's proverbially remote and obscure. You're probably aware it's a very vast country with very few people. Maybe you know about their nomadic culture. You likely know that nomads tend to be mighty hospitable to strangers. Well, here's a fact. Mongolians are no exception. Once you see the landscape, it's easy to understand why. Mongolia is huge, landlocked, and mainly flat grassland steppe. In summer, it's green below the horizon and blue above. In winter, white and white. Imagine yourself after lonely weeks with no one for company but your immediate family and your livestock. Every time you step out of your gare, that's the felt yurt Mongolians call home, you see the same unchanging scene. You'd welcome a stranger, wouldn't you? No surprise, then, that nomadic herders enjoy nothing more than spotting a stranger on the horizon. In Mongolia, you can see a stranger coming an awful long way off. From dot to doorstep can take 20 minutes if the stranger's on horseback, an hour or more if they're on foot. Their expansion from speck on the horizon to life-size human forms a thrilling preamble to the main event, hearing their stories. Make no mistake, a stranger and the stories he or she brings is an event. They're rare enough in summer when the herds and flocks are rotated from one side of the horizon to the other in search of good grazing. In winter, when Mongolia hunkers down against the sub-zero temperatures with winds that freeze your piss before it hits the ground, a stranger is impossibly exciting. Here's what happens. The first person to spot them, usually someone on horseback, alerts everyone within earshot. The message is relayed, and soon everyone on shepherding chores is gathered by the little wooden door that protects the inside of the gear from the elements. Strips of yak jerky are cut and arranged on the best plate. A welcome drink of home-brewed airag, its fermented mare's milk, is poured into the best cup. Eventually, the stranger dismounts. Greetings are made, formalities exchanged. An invitation is extended. After a token refusal or two, the stranger is ushered to the place of honour by the stove, any murmured objections ignored. The fire is stoked. 
the gear fills with wood smoke. To kick off the entertainment, a toast. Even the youngest children shooed and shushed to the fire's perimeter are permitted a sip of Irag. This treat is normally a big thrill, but now the children barely notice they're focused on every syllable emanating from the stranger's lips. What new story will the children be telling and retelling each other until the next stranger comes? It's almost story time, but first some social triangulation, establishing connections and mutual friends. There are only a couple of million Mongolians, so it doesn't take long for any two of them to work out who they both know or are related to. My story took place before Mongolians had TV, radio, mobile or internet. Then, as throughout all Mongolian history before technology changed everything, strangers repaid their hosts in the only available currency, a good story. So, here we are, around the stove. Throats warm with airag, mouths salty with yak jerky. We barely hear the sound of the horses shivering the snow from their flanks outside. Inside, grandmother, toothless and smiling at her spinning wheel, leans in, her wrinkles illuminated by the flickering fire. All ears turn towards the stranger. What yarn will they spin, weave? and trade. So, you see, in a fairy tale world like this, why let facts obstruct a good story? In episode two, A Smart Kid, A Lake and A Boat, we'll hear how the story of Gambatar begins. The series was written, narrated, and produced by Sternwriter. Audio production by Samuel Wynn. The Truth Lies in Bedtime Stories is a see-through news production. See-through news is a not-for-profit social media network with the goal of speeding up carbon drawdown by helping the inactive become active. For more, visit seethroughnews.org. Thank you for listening.